on a world spinning its way to damnation amidst the fear and despair of a broken human race. Who's left to fight for what's good and pure? Handkerchief Dynasty. I am the secret professor joined by the high priest of Warther's Magic. Well, I mean, you know, as long as we're introducing new words of the day, um, I think the theme of today's episode should be hubristic tendencies. Well, do you think so? I mean, I mean, I, we both I was said worried. Six games, man. We both said we both six did. games. Yeah, I know. Maybe, so, maybe that was bulletin board material. Maybe the Kings put that up on the bulletin board. They're like, look, the 19th best Edmonton Oilers fan podcast said it was over. So let's show them. And they're like, oh, well, in that case. I mean, maybe we were feeling a little hub- hubristic after, you know, winning back-to-back games by a combined score of 14 goals. Totally. But we also said at the outset of this series, we both said Oilers in six. And, you know, I still think that's going to be the case. It's, it's going to be very difficult for the Kings, I think. I'm assuming that we're not going to see that type of game again. And I think if the Oilers get ahead in this series with an opportunity to close Los Angeles out, I mean, you gotta really think that they'll wise up and be like, I don't know. It's so alarming to me when the coach of a professional sports team has to say things like, uh, well, I think, uh, you know, they learned a lesson that there's no free rides. You really gotta like put it all on the line. Like, yeah, no kidding. Like you didn't know that you had to learn that lesson by losing a playoff game. Well, I mean, he might be just, I mean, in these situations, people have to have something to say generally, yeah, generally I you can't pull so. the Sutter approach or, or whatever. What McClellan did earlier and be like, look, I don't want to fucking talk to you. One time Babcock was like, I'm going to go drink. See you later. Like you have to, that's, that's just part of the kind of like job description. Ultimately, I'm not really going to hang anything on what Jay Woodcroft said. Post. No, no, no. But I will say that their play was certainly, I mean, what he said was kind of backed up by the way they played. Like they played like they thought LA was going to just roll over and die, which was uh, like, that was an awful, awful playoff game. It was the worst. Oh, it was truly hellish. Um, Yeah. I mean, I almost wonder if like, like the commentary from McClellan, you know, the signaling, it's like, I I don't know. I, I think... We it gave us everyone had the impression that the series was no longer a series. Yeah, and then LA came back and had a really, you know, dominating, really convincing effort. They really, you know, really like the Oilers system wise versus like the system LA was playing that game. It was just like a real mismatch, and they made it into a series. And you know, like maybe maybe McClellan was like a really great actor, and he's just asking really despondent. So we all thought he was in his head, but that's probably a level of gamesmanship that only exists in the disordered mind of a crackhead. Um, yeah, I mean they had lost by combined. You know, imagine if we were on the other side, right? And they had just lost six nothing and eight to two. You know, I think that like the coach would be genuinely despondent, and I think he was. I don't think he yeah, was for like sure. ah, no, he was perfect. Um, but you know, that being said, you know, we have basically, it's a series again, you know, it's ultimately oh, it's a do or die scenario series. where the intensity is ramping up. I mean, to be honest, this is the deepest we've gotten in a series with it still being a series. Cause the last two times by this point in the series, we were, you know, considering, uh, careers overseas and just like following different sports altogether. 
So well, the it's, you know, was over, knotted up, right? It was four games in, we were out. It was done. We won one game point. against Chicago, but it was basically over by the end of game four against Chicago too. Well, um, Winnipeg, but last year it was it was done. It was four games, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of convinced. Like maybe the Oilers team in brass went on like a team building exercise out in the California woods and saw Bigfoot. When I had come down this hill, I had seen this creature cross the road. It would have ripped my locked door from my truck, extracted me from my vehicle, and there wouldn't have been a damn thing I could have done about it. But this thing, I got to notice in its eyes. Its eyes was real, real evil, real sinister looking. You know, the look it was giving me. just super spooked and like unsettled from that uh i don't know man seeing bigfoot would not result in the type of game the oilers played i believe the only people that haven't seen bigfoot would say that bro it's very unsettling if anyone had seen bigfoot it would be it would have been the la kings they're just like amped up to 1000 after seeing bigfoot i don't think after you see bigfoot you like you sort of um devolve you know what i mean i think like everything becomes maximized after you see bigfoot life 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 itself becomes maximized by the way thank you so much for recommending sasquatch chronicles i have not gotten into a podcast quicker since (laughs) i got into inside our time or in, in our time with melvin bragg and the contrast of a veteran BBC radio man talking to like four or five professors on a historical oh, or philosophical topic versus Sasquatch oh. Chronicles, where it's basically like going to a, it's like there's a campfire I just walk up to every night and someone's just like, okay, let me tell you my story. It's, it's like such best. good radio. Just walk me through it. Just uh, walk me through your encounter. And then the somebody uh, just, just go. Heal, sir. So you get somebody out here. What's the situation, oh sir? The son of a bitch is about six foot five. I, I don't know. Are you looking? Can you see him, sir? Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Oh, you know the best part is the like my part. favorite utterance in the history of time. When that he's like describing the Bigfoot, and he's like, I don't know. That son of a bitch is like got to be about six foot nine. Like I'm almost six foot nine. Like it was clearly like just a guy. You know what I mean? Like six foot nine. Is <laughs> like it's not even that tall. <laughs> Uh, so good yeah well i don't know i really don't think anybody saw bigfoot and it definitely not the oilers because that was uh the only one who really showed up i thought was mike smith who again played great which is really the most encouraging thing we can take away he was totally solid you know yeah definitely all right we gotta if if he wasn't um oh we'd be really worried right now but it's a series you know we have we had two of the games at home I yeah. could go all the way to game seven and man that game seven. I don't even know what I'm going to do to be yeah, to, to emotionally prepare for that shit. 
That's going to be like as stressful as like a, imagine you went on a blind date that was actually also an arranged marriage. That was actually also the first day at a new job plus new day to first, uh, you're at a new school, first day at a new school. That's the amount of stress I'm going to be feeling if this shit goes to seven. I don't know. I'm still, I mean, we both said Oilers and six. So this is like what I was mentally and emotionally prepared for. You know what I mean? It, it didn't quite, you know, six games. This is a six game series. I didn't think I had put the idea that it was going to be, you know, maybe after the first few games there, I started thinking otherwise, but at the outset, I had steeled my nerves for a six game series. So I feel, um, like it's right where it should be it's right where it should be they really that was a stinker last night though it was surprising it was very surprising you know what was almost more surprising though the oilers played a real stinker but what was most surprising wasn't how shitty the oilers played to me it was how amazing the kings played like the kings played like somebody was going to get murdered if they lost that game. You it's know what of, I mean? Well, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's what Duff Sutter said to them before the game. He's like, look, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to say how or when. Could yeah. be tomorrow, could be 10 years from now. But if this if this team loses this hockey game, I'm taking a head. Yeah, like that's what it was like. Like they were playing uh, possessed hockey. It was possessed. So well, I'll, Is that game I'll still is that game over the- yet? Now they're up. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Which which? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about the LA Kings game. Sorry, I was thinking about the Calgary game. I was doing no, a subtle impression there. Yeah, I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Calgary's up 3 nothing right now. Sorry, I was just checking the score. I got distracted. Yeah, Calgary also absolutely must a must-win game. McClellan would not threaten murder, but he 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 can well, you know, I he's, don't know. he's a really great coach and he's he's he the can Kings be a hard were, ass if he wants to be, Kings I'm pretty were sure. Playing, the Kings were playing possessed hockey, and that building was incredibly loud this is like i said la's a passionate hockey market they've had a team since the 1960s like this isn't meaningless um there's a lot of fans in that building that have been fans for like 30 40 years 50 years even 60 years quite possibly you know what i mean like they're not just going to allow the edmonton oilers to come in and wail on them like that i don't think i was mainly surprised I was more surprised by how good the LA Kings played than how poorly the Edmonton Oilers played. I think a lot of the Oilers' um, shortcomings were as a result of how the LA Kings were just completely dictating the play. It was almost like um, game one, you know what I mean? Like it had that feel to it where the Oilers were just like, oh shit, uh, this is crazy what's going on here. Like the Kings are bringing it uh like Edmonton did in game two you know that's what it felt like it was like a repeat of game two reversed yeah yeah I know exactly what you mean so I don't know and the Oilers have been really good like have they lost back-to-back games under Woodcraft yet is that that stat still existing Um, that's a good question it's possibly I, I, not. I, I think I think that might still be holding. Or well, under yeah. him, or certainly not in a long while. I'm pretty sure they haven't lost back-to-back games when he's since he's became coach in like regular time or something like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like uh, I, I've heard that stat. Yeah. 
Uh, we got a question in from Twitter. Um, right. Snowy Robert at Dr. Robert, R-O-B-A-I-R. Who's going to score next, Yams or Archie? Um, yeah. Oh, Yams. Yams, yeah. Yams is the answer to that question, Yamamoto forever. Um, I mean, really, it, it comes, like our first episode of the playoffs was called The Adjustment Bureau. Um, the Kings made really powerful and effective adjustments in game four. Yeah. Will Jay Woodcroft and the Oilers adjust for game five and respond? Is what are you talking now? about? What kind of adjustments? Like to their zone entries, maybe, oh. you know, maybe playing a little, even like, you know, harder. They weren't, they weren't as physical yeah. as they no, have been they in the playoffs. So they weren't. I think that that's an adjustment they need to make. Game. Absolutely. That was their least physical game until it got like sort of out of hand and ridiculous at the end there. And then that wasn't really even like, you know, that's not physical play. That's like a wrestling ring type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I really thought that they weren't like finishing a lot of hits. They weren't running through guys like they were. But I think it was almost just like, like there was a very hostile environment and the Kings just came out like a house on fire. And maybe sometimes, you know, when that happens, it's really kind of tough to get your footing. Like it's a lot tougher than you think to settle down. And it's like freaky, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's easy for us to say like, well, they should be above it and stuff like that. But like, I don't know, it's like crazy in there. Oh it's man, it's like, like I would not be able to handle that level of pressure. But sure. you're only allowed, I think. My hope is that under Woodcroft, and it's the way he's the the team has trended is they're kind of only allowed uh, one each type of each type of mistake one time, right? Yeah, and then they figure it out and they come back and like, you know, that's been the pattern. I'd be pretty surprised if the Oilers brought a similar game to the rank as they did um last night i really don't think they will no i think they'll respond i think i think they'll have a lot better game in game five but to be honest all these last three games they really could go either way i mean hockey is you know the playoffs aren't really per- yeah. played in aggregate in the way the regular season is yeah. la uh i'm gonna go ahead and give them more respect now that they've tied up the series yeah and say time. that they have they have a you know decent shot i mean three games you know it's best of three two at home though you know and the for sure like, it's tough to play in rogers i think for other teams uh it's not where i would want to play and especially not against this team you know for as for as good as the kings were last night they were playing in a must win game at home you know what i mean yeah. like the conditions were really ripe for them to have that sort of game it's actually kind of hard to fathom them not having that sort of game like you really have to be down in the dumps and feeling like shit almost more so than like if they hadn't been blown out they would the way they were Mm -hmm. it would have been um even it would have been easier to believe that they wouldn't have brought the type of game that like it was such a response game you know they had so many things that they needed to respond to there was so much to draw from to bring that sort of game that they brought Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they did it and I'm, i don't know the oilers just kind of so you think they've used up like all their scrolls and potions and consumables so yeah, to speak yeah i think so yeah, yeah i think so i mean i think i think they threw us they gave us their best stuff in game one sort of and like the oilers weren't ready for it and then the oilers 
uh, were ready for the next two games. Mm -hmm. And then that game last night was their best response. But you got to believe that in a best of three series with two games at home, the far better team in my eyes. And like, you know, the, the season don't lie. Uh, you got to believe that the Oilers will take this in in six. I just think that if they win at home the next game, um, the opportunity to close out a series, like they haven't had that since 2016. And I think that is going to be a massive like carrot, right? To just like finish it off, get to the next round. <sighs> but it, like tomorrow night's game, absolutely huge one of the biggest games in um of like recent, our, recent memory you know for what I sure mean? for sure and it's late game too isn't it an hour later than normal as well like extra late like uh no it's probably like 8 30 start time here that's what they've all been oh yeah you know what you're right what did, what did i so on the Oilers side it's different now um oh yeah yeah eight. sorry my bad misread that before still it's late enough yeah um how do you feel about the kind of like additions and subtractions from the lineup i mean we lost Derek ryan i think we miss him in that depth role we still got to get that nuge line going somehow i don't know if broussard is the answer yeah you know, had people are saying sure could draw in next game as far as like i don't think he's been i don't know he hasn't won a lot of draws at all and like he looks kind of like I don't know. He needs to do more. I expect more out of Nooch mm. than I've seen. Yeah. Um, I think he's been okay, but you know, it's, yeah, but he's it's a team, it's a team game there. and I'm not, I don't really want to throw anyone. I don't really no, want to blame, but it's more like who you, who you're hoping could do better basically. Yeah. I'm just saying that yeah. like, I, I kind of expect to notice Nooch a little bit more like um, in the mix than I have, you know, like there's guys on a team, that are always just kind of like uh, auxiliary guys, maybe. And I mean that in the most complimentary way possible. In, on a team game, you got your auxiliary guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, uh, I don't think Nude should be in with that crowd. I think he should be a, a star. Not, yeah. Yeah. Or at least like more of a presence. He's kind of underwhelmed me. And we, the Oilers need Nude. Like he's he's what makes that third line cook you know what i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah I, I also think he's missing Derek ryan big time yeah because they had good they had, they had good chemistry i think yeah um it looks like you know basically colorado is three minutes away from eliminating nashville on a sweep what's this what's the score right now it's four three. Oh, well, i don't know we'll nashville see empty net um calgary's still up three one on dallas with about three minutes three, left now. yeah Three one. Um, I think it's been you know a, 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 several of the series are tied up right now. Boston, Carolina, Toronto, yeah. Tampa Bay, Florida, Washington, Calgary, LA, obviously. Um, and looks like Dallas and Calgary have a pretty good chance of being knotted up here soon. Minnesota, St. Louis, also at two two. Yeah. You know Pittsburgh is leading uh, three one in their series against the Rangers, but it's uh, it's been pretty interesting because there's been tons of high scoring games and. Right now, we'll, we'll be looking at a ton of games with this, or a ton of series tied up 2-2. Yeah. Which could make for a, a 
fun end to the rest of the first round. Are there any other series you're uh, you're watching with interest? Well, besides, Calgary, besides Calgary, obviously, yeah, yeah, and um, Toronto, Tampa Bay. Actually, I've been watching that series. It's pretty intriguing. Yeah, there's a lot on the line there. Like, I really don't think that I, I'm interested in that series because. Um, I really think that Vasilevsky is like the the cream of the crop, right? Among NHL goaltenders, like I think he's the best in the biz. And the the way he can win a series like almost entirely by himself if he chooses to, and they're the champs. Mm-hmm. And Toronto, like if they don't get out of the first round this year, like there's going to be hell hell to pay. Like somebody's going to uh, something's going to happen. Same with the Oilers. It's the same situation, mm. but Toronto is under such a microscope that, like the Oilers, just won't Don't fly ever, under the radar. Won't ever be. Yeah, I mean the Oilers yeah. are under a microscope here, but it's not the same. It's not the same sort of thing. So that's an interesting series. And Boston, Carolina too. Like this is Boston's sort of last crack at it with with the guys they have, and did you see the highlights from last game? Like Brad Marchand just. No. completely melted Tony D'Angelo's brains and I like, called him a racist and like it was amazing you know <laughs> okay yeah. I'm gonna have to check that shit out yeah you should Brad Marchand is awesome I really I got all day for that guy he plays his game <sighs> so well and he's extremely talented you know like both oh, he is yeah but he's uh, he's yeah he's kind of like the most talented pest ever kind of almost yeah absolutely yeah, he's an amazing hockey player. Amazing hockey player. Um, so yeah, all the yeah. things like there's the only one I really was grossed out by was Nashville, Colorado. It was just yeah. a total waste of my time, and like put me to sleep. I just hate Nashville. I wish they weren't in the league. <laughs> I have no use for them whatsoever. Um, you know what I mean? They're in that strata of teams like Nashville, Columbus. Who else? The Toronto Maple Leafs? No. No, the Maple Leafs, like, they they can be in the league. They're good uh, heel. Uh, Phoenix was just like, you know what? Like, I don't, you put me to sleep. As soon as I see you, put me to sleep. Speaking of Nashville, Barry Trotz uh, let go by the Islanders. Um, Where would you like to see him uh, go? Because, I mean, we all know it's a mortal lock that he's going to be coaching somewhere next year. If he wants to be, which I assume he does. Yeah. I like Barry Trotz. Always have. He's a very interesting personality, and I think he's a great coach. What's the deal? Like, Washington didn't re-sign Barry Trotz after they won the Stanley Cup with him. I think he chose to leave in that case, didn't he? I Because they weren't going to pay him money. They weren't going to pay him enough. Was that what it was? That's so dumb. That's so dumb. Oh, my gosh. the Islanders let him go. And in the press conference, like, did you see any of the press or where they were like, what happened? And Lou Lamorell was like, I'd rather not like get into it. Hilarious. Wow. I wonder yeah. what's going on there. It's like they just didn't like each other. We're going to have to find the, uh, the New York Islanders IT guy and get the full scoop. Yeah. I wonder what kind of uh, personality Barry Trotz is. I'm sure he's actually, this is my impression of his personality, but he's been in documentaries and stuff. Like he, he's got that. You never watched Ray Donovan, did you? No. It's like, what's another character that kind of has that? Did you ever see A Bigger Splash? No. Great movie. Same guy that did um, Call Me By Your Name. 
and uh, I Am Love, which are also great movies. Um, it's like a character who's just filled, well, you know, I keep on coming back to a joie de vivre, the kind of character in a movie, or like, remember Christopher Walken's character in Catch Me If You Can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they spill the wine on the floor, but instead of cleaning it up, he just grabs his wife and dances a little bit. It's yeah, like yeah. Barry Trotz, I'm not saying he's a criminal or con man or whatever, I'm just saying it's one of those people that seems to go through life that just enjoys life. Oh, you think and so? everyone else, I like, like, I remember there was this documentary he was in where like he was out with his kids, one of those 24 seven things. And they stopped for ice cream like three times in a row. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, he wants to go for ice cream again. And he's mm. just, he's crazy. Like he, he just, he, he has a lust for life. He's Robin Williams right. in, in Dead Poets Society, Carpe Diem sees the day voice. Yeah. All right. It seems like the sort of thing you'd want around. Absolutely. But it probably also means he doesn't, uh, if they don't want to pay him or whatever, if there's like a problem, he's like, well, whatever, I, I can't do the, you know, I got to enjoy my life. I'm not going to stop enjoying my life over like whatever, you know? I guess so. Well, I think to answer your question, I think he'll end up in Detroit. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting, interesting place for him. Um, any other thoughts? We'll keep it uh, short again, because I think we're going to no, try and get on my post game. Yeah. I mean, we'll try to get the games are really late. I know we we said going into this that we would get on mic like post game, but like post game is like fucking like midnight. You know what I mean? It's pretty. I mean, yeah. We'll we'll try and get if we don't get on for post games over the playoffs here, we'll do the next day for sure. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, hold on one second. So you saw that I made a report to Merriam-Webster right yeah i saw that like i, I put that. in uh, i don't know if you saw the other comments on that same thread yeah i saw that. um but it's just a nigerian guy being like oh i learned i learned this word of spirit of core when i was training for as a for the spy police now i don't know if you know this but generally speaking secret police are are not considered the best thing Although I don't want to disparage Nigeria. People do that enough. Nigeria is actually like a really big fucking deal. People don't really realize like how big of an economy it is. Yeah. How many people live there, how much goes on. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard back from Merriam-Webster, but if anyone else wants to, if you just Google Espirit de Corps, Merriam-Webster, you'll get to the dictionary page for it. Create an account, just, you know, chime in and let me know if you think we, if we burst the Espirit de Corps bubble by being like, hey, college, don't bring your fancy words to the hockey rink, okay? We just talk in grunts here, okay? Yeah. Um, because I, I don't know if, if criticizing someone for using the term Espirit Corps is really conducive to, you know, being part of that Espirit Corps. Kind of seems like the opposite to me. Um, I'd agree, I'd agree. Yeah, what should we call this episode? I'm so lazy, I can't think of uh, a title. I'll think of something good. I always think of something. Yeah, you always think of something. Yeah. Why don't we call it Test Episode 186? Yeah, that's a good name. It I sounds like, like a, it sounds like a a like a found footage horror film. Totally. Oh, and I'm gonna cut in that Bigfoot audio too. I just remembered because you know the team did see Bigfoot, and I disagree with you. I think that kind of experience really shakes you for a while. Yeah, you um, know what? I mean, you're you're right, but I don't think uh, that it would. Sh I think that you would be. If you had to do something physical, you would be shaken, but I think you would try to exercise the, the demon by like blinding yourself with physicality. You know what I mean? Mm, mm. 
Yeah, totally. Like when George W. Bush would go to Texas to like cut down brush to like uh, yes. alleviate his guilt at causing yes, millions yes. of deaths, millions yes. upon millions of needless deaths. Yes. You cut down a few trees, it clears the mind. Yeah, probably it clears does. Clears the mind. Yeah. All right. All right, brother. Well, thanks for coming on, Mike, here. Uh, much appreciated. Much love. I will talk to you manana and we'll just uh, just hold on to our hearts until then. It sounds like a good plan. Cool, brother. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.